I am joined by Brian Lester of the Navarre Press and Santa Rosa Press Gazette. Brian, how are you doing today? Hey, not too bad, Drew. How are you doing? <clears throat> I am hanging in there, uh, ready to talk some high school uh, football stuff with you. So, so, so we got uh, and, and some more as well. Um, but the there's an interesting uh, article in well, it was the PNJ that I was looking it up, but but regarding Navarre and Pace in particular, you look at all of the. Uh, matchups potentially for the local teams and Pace and Navarre still find themselves in there right now. Uh, Navarre seem to be in, in a really good spot with making the playoff, even if they were to lose their their final game. Pace could also find a way to sneak in, but with, with, with Pace, the six seed currently, Navarre the four, uh, how comfortable are those two teams going into this final game of their regular season? Well, for uh, for Navarre, I mean, they're they're going to be four at the worst. Um, you know, Creekside is uh, a little bit too far behind to to jump Navarre if the Raiders were to lose Friday night to Niceville. But uh, Navarre has a chance to uh, get the three seed um, if they beat Niceville, because um, that would be a head-to-head win against a team ranked higher than them. So, you know, the three seed is still in play for Navarre, certainly. But uh, the four seed is that is the worst they'll do. Um, and even if uh, somehow, by some miracle, Creekside jumped Navarre, Navarre would still get the home game next week because they are district champion and uh, Creekside would be an at-large team. And Pace, you know, they are uh, – I think if they win, they probably are in in the playoffs. Um, and, you know, if Navarre's a three and Pace stays six, you know, then we'll get a, a rematch of those two teams next week. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Would, would you – well, I, I guess I'll I'll ask you for your 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 opinion on this. Would you rather see Navarre play Pace immediately, or would you rather maybe maybe wait a little bit later to potentially see that matchup? I know it might be a little bit more for you to pick pick one game to go to rather than the other, obviously. But I mean, w- would you rather wait to see that matchup maybe a little bit later on if there were to be a rematch rather than the first game of the playoffs? You know, I think a, a first-round game, you know, between those two teams would be a lot of fun. I mean, it would certainly be a, a big draw um, sure. as far as the uh, crowd goes. You know, at the gate, you know, sometimes it's hard to get that visiting team to, uh, to you know, draw a lot of people, you know, when they're traveling. But, uh, you know, pace of our first round, that would be a, a really – big deal and it, it certainly could happen um but uh you know i guess in the end in the playoffs you gotta you're gonna play a good team no matter which week you're playing in and uh i'm, I'm sure the raiders and patriots will be both excited to represent the district in uh you know in the postseason if the matchups were, were to go as followed and that would be navarre hosting creekside and then niceville hosting pace how how, how, how do you think those matchups would fare for both the raiders and for the patriots you know, it's hard to tell, you know, those teams like Creekside who are, you know, over by Jacksonville, you know, you never know how good they are. Of course, the same thing we said for those teams looking at teams over here, you know, you don't know how good they are. Mm, yeah. You don't see them on, you know, other than the film you're going to get ahead of the game. But uh, I think Navarre being at home, it would be a big deal for them. I think that would help um, their situation as far as uh, playing a team like Creekside um, at home. Because uh, he certainly it makes it better than making that you know four or five hour trip east to play them, and then with Pace, I mean, Niceville will be a handful. Obviously, Niceville has been one of the better teams in this area, but uh, I think you know Pace is a, a pretty good football team. So you mm-hmm. never know what can happen. But 
Navarre and, you know, I I would certainly give Navarre the edge if they got the, you know, play Creekside at home. And then with Pace, I mean, it's just uh, a matter of how well Pace can play tonight because Niceville doesn't seem to be as good as they always are, but obviously they're still a, a pretty good football team. Speaking with Brian Lester of the Navarre Press and Santa Rosa Press Gazette, uh, Pine Forest also in there, Escambia in Region 1 3S, and then Catholic in West Florida in Region 1 uh, 2S. UWF, Brian, got a, another win that you can add to the tally, and they're still in control of their own destiny at this point. David Durden was absolutely spectacular. You know, punt returns and then that huge catch that he made for the touchdown, and, and then Griff, and, and the Griffin Sarah yet again. Another special teams player of the week award, and I'll tell you, I, I said this to Will Kennedy yesterday. If it weren't for Sarah <clears throat> and being able to have him as a weapon offensively, being able to put points on the board, UWF may not win that game on, on Saturday. Yeah, they would definitely would have had a hard time winning that football game without uh, the kicker doing his job, and Sarah certainly came through. You know, with those those big field goals, especially the two in the fourth quarter, he had. Um, and yeah, I mean, UW, it was a struggle offensively for UWF, you know, they, mm. they, they just didn't, um, you know, they ran for almost 300 yards, but, uh, you know, the passing game wasn't quite as, as sharp as it, it could have been. And, you know, that's something I think UWF certainly going to have to, to correct and, and get better at as they go these next couple of weeks and leading up to the playoffs, because obviously in the postseason, I mean, we saw it last year when, when Newberry came in here, you know, UWF didn't have its best game that day offensively and it got him beat. And, um, you know, so the Argos got some things to correct, but they're certainly talented enough to make a run. It's just a matter of getting everything organized and, uh, you know, playing your best football when it matters most. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. And they go into Valdosta State today, a, a team that we would have suspected been a lot better than what they have been to this point. But, um, I think for this one, you know, you don't want to go in too complacent and just think, oh, yeah, we're just going to run through them because they, they, they've struggled because they, they still have that prolific offense and and just being able to take care of your business and, and get that momentum exactly as uh, Brian Lester joins from the, of the Navarre Press and Santa Rosa Press Gazette. Um, as you've seen David Durden over the course of your time covering the Argos, do you, he obviously deserves to be on that Senior Bowl watch list given what he did over the weekend. How do you think he looks at in comparison to maybe the NFL and his prospect? I mean, looking at what he's done and, and what he brings to the table, do you think he absolutely could fit into an NFL offense in some way, shape, or form at the next level? Yeah, I mean, Durden's a great athlete. I mean, just, you know, obviously he's a great receiver, but also what he can do on special teams, you know, we saw that Saturday, what he could do on special teams. But, uh, you know, I, I think if he gets the right team, you know, that's always the big thing, big thing in the NFL is, which team you end up with, you know, is, is how your, your fate can often go in the pros. But, uh, Jordan certainly capable of being a, a pro football player. I mean, it's just a matter of finding that right team and just doing what he does best. You know, if he gets invited to a camp or, uh, you know, in, in some shape or form and, uh, you know, hopefully he'll get that opportunity. I mean, UWF has, uh, had some guys draw interest from the pros and obviously, you know, Jordan, could certainly uh, follow in those footsteps and, um, you know, hopefully he'll get the shot to play in the senior bowl and then, uh, you know, show that the NFL scouts what he can do. And, um, you know, it'd be cool to see him get that shot because that would be another uh, big feather in the cap of UWF to, uh, you know, have another guy that's on a pro football team. Absolutely. A, a couple more, more things I want to get to speaking of pro football. Uh, I meant to bring this up last week, but Brees Hall goes down 
My, Michael Carter, you would assume, get some more touches, and then they trade for James Robinson. So there, there's still two running backs there with the Jets. Do, do you think at all there's some – I don't know if there's hesitancy to make Michael Carter the guy, but 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 do you do you find – not that his time is, is going to be up or anything like that it, it, with, with the Jets and he ought to look elsewhere, but it, how, how interesting is it that – Brees Hall goes down, Michael Carter looks to be the guy, and then, then they go and they trade for a running back. I don't know how that makes him feel, but from, from our standpoint here, of course, we, we want Michael Carter to do the best he can. Yeah, I mean, Mike's obviously uh, going to be a good teammate to uh, you know whoever else is in that running back room. But I think the thing with, uh, with, with – it did surprise me a little bit that they went out and got a guy like James Robinson, who's yeah. obviously a uh, – a great athlete, you know, a great running back, you know, he showed what he could do with Jacksonville, but I feel like, um, you know, Michael still has a chance to, to make his impact to make his mark there. And um, I think he's going to get a chance to do that. And hopefully the jets just get him the ball and, you know, as much as they can. And, you know, but obviously, like I said, Michael's going to be a good teammate and uh, you know, whoever's in the running back room with them, he's going to embrace that. And, uh, you know, I think see that as a challenge to, uh, you know, race his game a little bit. Absolutely. Final thing for you, Brian. Uh, Kyle, uh, we, we, we have high school basketball coming up, college, of course, as well. But with high school, what is the overall prospect for some of the teams in the area? How did Navarre look, DuPace, and, and Milton uh, for, for both their girls and their boys? How much anticipation is there for basketball season in that area? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely for uh, for Navarre. I mean, obviously the girls have had a great great run these last couple of years, and I I feel like they're gonna kind of keep that going. You know, losing Rachel Leggett, you know, doesn't make things easy, but uh, I think the Raiders still have a chance to be pretty good in girls basketball. I think the boys are gonna be much improved. They've had a a tough stretch here the last couple of years, but I think um, they got some young talent that uh, can maybe uh, take them back up to contending in the district. Um, the Pace girls are going to be really good too. I mean, certainly they've they've shown that they're a team on the rise, and and Milton Milton should have a pretty good program too with boys and girls. And um, you know, they, they, it, this area always produces some great basketball talent. I know it's a, a football heavy state, but uh, you know, there's always some great basketball in this area to watch. Love that from uh, from being in, in uh, from the Midwest, of course, uh, and and yourself, Brian. I mean, be, being an, an, an Illinois guy at heart, I'm sure that you appreciate some good basketball as well. Uh, appreciate the time as always. You have a fantastic rest of your week, and we'll talk to you again here soon. Hey, thanks a lot, Drew. We'll talk to you later.